Now, medical science offers you proof positive. Yes, medical science offers you proof positive. No other cigarette is safer to smoke because no other gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars than the new, smoother, better-tasting Raleigh. cigarette program starring Red Skelton with David Forrester and his orchestra our singing star Anita Ellis, Verna Felton, Pat McGeehan and yours truly Rod O'Connor. It's a pleasure to bring you Metro-Golden-Mayer's popular comedian and the star of the Raleigh cigarette program Red Skelton. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are things with you tonight, Rod? Oh, just wonderful, Red. But you're not yourself tonight. You're running around with your nose higher than the price of eggs. Did you inherit the million dollars? No, nothing trivial like that. <laughs> I just rented a house. <laughs> Gee, Red, can I touch you? Yeah, not too hard. This suit's kind of old, you know. <laughs> well, where is it located, Red? It's out in the suburbs. <laughs> suburbs, that's French for long bus ride. <laughs> I'll tell you how you get out there. You go out to Sepulveda, and there's a new district out there. Yeah. You go by, you get off the bus, go by three bad investments, and I'm the first golden opportunity on the left. <laughs> Was it one of those big Hollywood homes? Nah, big. The living room's so small, every time I blink my eyes, my lashes streak the walls. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy one of those big places that sold for $50,000. But when I went back, after giving them a deposit, they had raised the price to $75,000. What did you do about it? Well, I made them give me back my $2 deposit. <laughs> well, is your house built well, Red? Oh, you should see the wallpaper. It's the latest thing from Sears and Roebuck. Oh, something new in wallpaper, Red. No, something new in catalogs, right? <laughs> There's one good thing about my house. I'll never have to worry about termites. I heard two of them talking as they were passing the house. One looked up and he says... Shall we go in for lunch? <laughs> the other one says, not me. I got pride. <laughs> well, does the place have uh, hot and cold running water? Yeah, you have to run next door for both. <laughs> so you finally found a place to live, Red? Yes, I did, Anita. Well, in that case, may I please have my YWCA pass back? <laughs> you proud of that, ain't you? <laughs> I'm glad you found a place, Red. I was going to get you one of those little prefabricated houses. Oh, I had one of those for a while. You know, it only takes three hours to put them up. Of course, you have to put them up every three hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're wonderful. They don't take up much room, you know. Some of those apartments are so small that the room falls into the wall when you're not using it. <laughs> Do you have a nice view, Red? Well, the back window looks right out at the neighbor's clothesline. Mm, that's no good. Well, it depends on who's washing that day. <laughs> well, I hope you'll be happy, Red. Oh, I will. You know, there for a while I was living in a trunk of a tree. Alone? Well, I was at first, and a skunk moved in with me. <laughs> well, what happened? The OPA got wind of it and made him move. <laughs> 
Well, I bet living in a tree was rather fun. Oh, it was rather pleasant, Rod. I had my meals served in bed, you know. In bed? Yeah, a friendly little squirrel used to bring me an acorn every morning. <laughs> now, I used to make my own toast every morning. Did you have a toaster? No, I used to put a piece of bread... <laughs> I used to put a piece of bread between two pages of Forever Amber and it toasted it. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, Rod, Mr. Raleigh said I should remind you of an important message. Well, old boy? Yes, Red, it is important. Now, medical science offers you proof positive. Yes, medical science offers you proof positive. No other leading cigarette is safer to smoke because no other gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars than the new, smoother, better-tasting Raleigh. Yes, exhaustive scientific tests of America's six biggest-selling brands certified by 14 distinguished doctors, including eminent throat specialists, have just proved conclusively. No other leading cigarette gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars. So no other is actually safer to smoke. See if you don't agree, Raleigh's are right. Right for taste, right for throat. Try Raleigh's. Enjoy Raleigh's rich tobacco, that milder, smoother, more satisfying Raleigh flavor. Remember, medical science now offers you proof positive. No other cigarette is safer to smoke because no other gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars than the new, smoother, better-tasting Raleigh. Thank you, gentlemen. And now our lovely Anita Ellis sings Day by Day. Day by day. 
much, Anita. Tonight we open the story from the skeleton scrapbook of satire, and it's entitled Meeting Strangers. Our characters are fictional. If there's any similarity to persons living, don't worry. There's a game law that protects you. <laughs> Chapter 85 of Meeting Strangers is entitled War Brides. This is the story of an ex-wack uh, wave a debutante and her G.I. husband, J. Newton Numskull, on their way to meet her folks for the first time. Oh, just think, Newton. You're my husband and I'm your wife. Yeah, this is our honeymoon. Let's forget those gruesome details. Uh... <laughs> Do you remember why you asked me to marry you? Sure, you were strangling me to death. Well, we're almost home, Newton. Yeah. Mm, I hope Pater will like you. Well, so do I. The one I'm worried about is your father. <laughs> when talking to father, Newton, never argue with him. He's got a very bad temper. Oh, I never argue. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Oh, I never win anyhow if I do argue. <laughs> oh, I'm so worried about Mother. I do hope she'll like you. Well, she ought to. I don't have any vices. I got a saw and a chisel, but no vices. <laughs> I don't drink, I don't gamble, and I don't stay out at night. Well, what do you do? Well, I'm ashamed to tell you. <laughs> oh, come on, tell me. Uh, are you sure you'll keep it a secret until you die and six months thereafter? <laughs> So, what do you do? I choose sin, sins. <laughs> now you know what gives me that devil-may-care attitude I have. Well, we're coming to where I live. Oh, pretty big house you got here. Boy. Ah, oh, Miss Gwendolyn, it's good to have you home again. Thank you, Jitters. Newton, this is our butler, and this is my husband, J. Newton Numskull. He's a happy little blimp, ain't he? <laughs> yes, we've all seen the papers. Your mother is waiting for you in the study. Would you take care of the luggage? What is it? Here it is. It's a box of Kleenex and a gunny sack. <laughs> Walk this way, sir. I would have had a pair of shoes like you're wearing, I guess. <laughs> I suppose the army was a great experience. Yeah, I'll have plenty to tell my children. What are you going to tell them? Join the Navy. <laughs> well, you know, this is the biggest house I ever saw. It makes Texas look like a motel, don't it? Boy, this isn't so big. Oh, no. How come the sun's shining in the living room and it's midnight out in the kitchen? Huh? <laughs> well, here's your mother's study. Thank you, Jitters. Gwendolyn, my dear, is it true? Is it true? Our name is ruined. Ruined. <laughs> you listen to a lot of them daytime serial programs, don't you? Mother, mother, this is my husband, J. Newton Numskull. He looks it. You're proud of that, ain't you? Numskull, numskull. Are you any relation to the numskulls of the Gold Coast? Yes, my father was a beachcomber there. Are you a college man? No. 
No, this is a suit I picked up when I got out of the Army. I... <laughs> I'm a CPA. That'll help. Oh, you mean certified public accountant? Oh, certified plumber's assistant. <laughs> I'm pretty brilliant, though. In the Army, I did go to private's candidate school. <laughs> Newton, try to win her over, hmm? Uh, are you really Gwendolyn's mother? Gee, you don't look a day over 30. <laughs> really? Yeah, you look 20 years over that. <laughs> Sit down, Newton. Yeah. Young man, are you one of the 400? One of the four? Gwendolyn, you didn't tell me you'd been married before. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, are you part of the upper crust? Oh, no, not exactly. I would say I was more of a soggy middle. <laughs> My dear, I'm afraid we'll have to have this whole thing annulled. Ah, shut up. <laughs> now you listen to me, sister. You're like a lot of people I know. Now that the fireworks is over, everyone was equal while it lasted. It seems to me that if two people fall in love, that's their business, regardless of their position in life. You and others like you'd better wake up to the fact that we're all just people, and we got to get along. As long as little decent kids want to be happy, and it's a small reward in return for what they've done. Oh, I... But I'm sorry. I, I didn't think. It's all right. Oh, you'll love Newton, Mother. Keep your mouth shut from now on. <laughs> Mother, really, once you get to know him. Now, you two kiss and make up. Oh, I don't know. Well, go ahead and kiss oh, her. Oh, it's too soon after lunch. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll kiss her. My! Where did you learn to kiss like that? Inhaling that last drop of coffee from sea ration can. <laughs> Remember, medical science offers you proof positive. Remember, medical science offers you proof positive. No other leading cigarette is safer to smoke because no other gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars than the new, smoother, better-tasting Raleigh. Bill Stern, famous sportscaster, says, quote, I've seen the inside figures on the leading brands, and it's true. Medical science has proved no other cigarette gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars. Thus, no other is safer to smoke. I'm sure Raleigh's are right. And sure, I'd rather have a Raleigh. You're right, Bill Stern. Raleigh's are right. So, friends, next time, try Raleigh's. Enjoy Raleigh's rich tobaccos, that smoother, milder, more satisfying Raleigh flavor. Remember, medical science now offers you proof Positive. No other cigarette is safer to smoke because no other gives you less nicotine, less throat-irritating tars than the new, smoother, better-tasting Raleigh. And now David Forrester and his orchestra plays one of George Gershwin's greatest hits, Embraceable You.
Thank you very much, David. Uh, chapter 83 of Meeting People is entitled, Politeness Pays Dividends. When you're having a rich relative to come to pay a visit, you can always count on a little child in the family to fix things up for you. I ain't gonna be in trouble. <laughs> what are you doing? I am fixing me with a little pin here, play pin. See, I but fix... I just had it fixed so you couldn't get out. Yeah, I was fixing it so I can get out. <laughs> Junior, look at you. Yes. You're so dirty, you look like a little pig. Well, that's what you get for keeping me in a pin all day, you know. <laughs> what are you doing in that mud puddle? Well, I was out there sailing me with a wooden boat and I was playing... Indefensible, see. Well, how did you get so wet? Man overboard. Yeah. Yeah. Did you deliberately jump from here? No. When you're old, you'll find out that you're out that your truth and never got a spanking. Well, me history book is going to weed a little differently, ain't it? <laughs> Are you going to be like George Washington and tell me the truth? Yes, ma'am. I cannot tell a lie. I deliberately jump in the mud puddle. That does it. No! <laughs> that proves history never repeats itself. <laughs> you hit me, you hit me, hit me. I wasn't doing nothing. Oh, I tried to tell the truth. I told you I was acting like a pig when I jumped in there. You hit me, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you. I spanked you before I realized. No, you didn't. I'm perfect. You're picking my lawyer. Yes, you should be a king, you got me. After all, I'm lucky I'm not. Yeah, you lucky you got me. Bless his little heart. Yeah, bless his little heart. Now stop. I won't. I could have cried the rest of the day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Junior. But what am I going to do with you? You seem to be doing all right without any suggestions from me today. Junior, stop this nonsense and get in the house. I do that dramatic stuff, good Donna. I want you to get cleaned up. Oh? I just got a telegram, and who do you think is coming to visit us? The cops. <laughs> He's going up the river again. Let me out of here. They'll never get me alive. Now, you stop that. Policemen don't send telegrams. Then who's coming, Cadell? Your Uncle Jim is coming. Oh. He hasn't seen you since you were three weeks old. Oh. He's anxious to see you now. Do you think he's strong enough to stand the shock? <laughs> let's hope so. Yeah. You know, Junior, he was here when you were born. Really? In fact, he took the gun away from your father. Hey, Grandma, what does Uncle Jim look like, huh? He's the one with the beard. His picture's hanging in the back bedroom. You mean that picture that covers up the big rat hole? (laughs) That reminds me. I'd better move it into the living room. Hmm, He must have money, huh? Junior, Hmm? we all love Uncle Jim. Speak for yourself, kiddo. I ain't seen his will yet. (laughs) Junior, when your Uncle Jim arrives... Don't make fun of his beard. Oh. I want you to admire oh, it. Yes, yes. He's very proud of it. Well, I'll do more than that. <laughs> Where's the scissors? I'll fix him. 
no. You wouldn't touch his beard. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> you just keep laughing, kiddo. That's all. <laughs> You've heard of Jack the Jabber? I'm Junior the Clipper. I... <laughs> you clip his beard and I'll clip you. No. Now run along and get washed. Okay, I will run along. Me uncle is coming. He's coming and he is going to wish he had stayed home. And don't slam... Don't slam what? Don't slam the door. That's what I thought. Well, watch me, face. Now, first, I'll pour some water in me little hands here. Oh, I think I could stand another drop or two here. Junior? Yes? What are you doing now? Would you be mad if I told you I was wiping me face on the curtain? I'd be so mad I'd whip you. Well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'll let you find it out for yourself. Oh, I will go somebody at the door. We have got company. We have got company. Welcome to Life Can Be Horrible. <laughs> uh, you must be Junior. Yeah, you must be disappointed. <laughs> Boy, look at that beard. Look at that Is beard. that your Uncle Jim, Junior? Either him or some guy delivering a mattress. I don't know where. Hello, Jim. Hello, Bernie. good to see you. Now you're looking well. <laughs> You just say that because he's got money and he might die any day. That's... Still, how are you, Jim? Oh, I'm worn out. Yeah, you must be worn out. Some of the stuffing's coming through your chin now. <laughs> I'm so tired after that long trip, uh, I'd like to get off my feet. Well, here, sit down here. here. Uh, thank hey, you, Junior. Sit down there. Well, wait till I get the chair. <laughs> what a stupid uncle he is, with Junior. He's uh, getting so he won't mind at all. Oh, it's nothing. I was the same way as a kid. Now look at me. Well, I don't have much to look forward to, does I? It's going to be good from now on, boy. Werner, you just don't handle him right. No? Do like I do with my kid. Let him do what he wants to do. Where has you been all me life? <laughs> hey, what you got wrapped up there, Uncle Jim? Oh, yes. Look, Junior, I have brought you this BB gun. You mean me very own? I can do anything I want to? Of well? course. Now, he ought to know better than I. <laughs> Junior, you wouldn't shoot that gun in the house, would you? Hmm? Uh, you wouldn't shoot that gun in the house. <laughs> you gotta be quicker with them questions, kiddo. <laughs> Oh, just ignore him. He'll get over wanting to be destructive. Yeah, but none of us going to let you see the talk. <laughs> you know, I think I'll lie down on the divan and take yeah, a nap. I'm all tired out from that trip. Yeah, you oh. do that. I'll take Junior into the other room. No, no, I will stay here and watch Uncle Jim's beard so nothing will happen to it while he's asleep. You know? Well, Junior, hmm? what could happen to my beard while I'm asleep? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Junior, I'm putting you on your honor. Yeah, you're putting me on a spot. That's what you're doing. Now, uh, you let Uncle Jim get some rest, Oh, Junior. sure. You go ahead and lay down. I go outside. All right. Ah, oh, it's peaceful here. Anybody thinks I went out of this room is a stranger in town. <laughs> you can't see me, but I is under the divan, see? That's one of the miracles of radio. Boy, look at that beard. That sure is dumping in it. Boy, I could make some quick money clipping that beard off and then selling it to birds to make nest with, you know. Up to me dirty work. Boy, what a fine hunk of beard that is. Old hair-faced Jim will soon be known as Nicked-Faced Willie. 
Imagine him hoarding all that stuff with rugs so hard to get. Uh-oh. I see them. There's the sitters. This might shorten my life a little, you know. <laughs> and then again, why am I wasting my time thinking about it? I'm going to do this anyhow, you know. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, look at that. I better be careful. I might slice a rabbit out of here or something. <laughs> oh, boy, I love it. Top, 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 top. <laughs> he can look kind of knickered now, don't he? Top, 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 there, here, Uncle Jim, wake uh, up, wake up, wake up, will you? Uh, look, 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 look at your beard, look at your beard, look. Oh, it looks nice on you, Judge. My beard, it was a five years growth. And I trimmed it to a five o'clock shadow, didn't I? <laughs> what's going on in here? You mean what's coming off in here, don't you? Junior, you didn't cut his beard off. That ain't Margaret O'Brien laying there, kiddo. <laughs> No, no, Bernard, don't punish him, no. But you realize he's cut off your beard? Yes, but you know, after looking at myself, I think I'm better off without it. I look and feel years younger. You double-crossed me. I usually have nice memories about a thing like this. When I keep on like this, things not happen the way I want to, I'll be like Barbara Stanwyck running around yelling, My reputation. <laughs> I'll be with you on every Tuesday night at the same time. Red Skelton, David Forrester, and his orchestra, Anita Ellis, Berna Felton, Gigi Pearson, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Until next Tuesday, This then. is Red Skelton saying you wouldn't deliberately hurt anybody, would you? Drive careful. Goodbye now, and thanks for listening. And remember, listen to Hildegard tomorrow night, and the people are funny without link letter Friday night over most of these stations. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Sir Walter Raleigh. That's the tobacco that leaves your pipe as clean as a whistle. Sir Walter Raleigh is carefully blended from the finest Burleys grown, rich, ripe tobaccos. And then it's mellowed with just a touch of rum to enhance the natural, full-bodied flavor. And Sir Walter Raleigh burns just right, slow, even, and cool, right down to the bottom of the bowl. Never leaves your pipe with a soggy heel, just a clean, dry ash. And you'll get compliments on Sir Walter Raleigh's pleasing aroma wherever you go. Next time, gentlemen, get Sir Walter Raleigh, the quality pipe tobacco of America. Red Skelton is brought to you by the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.